Hello, my dear friend. Thank you so much for watching and connecting with Victory Church. Today is Tuesday, September the 1st, 2020. From Odessa, Texas to the rest of the world, we say hello and thank you for watching. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church here in Odessa, Texas. Today, I will be talking with you about an interesting topic. God is number one in my life. Who is number two then? This is the topic of this evening, and I hope that you will enjoy it. Thank you for connecting with us here in Victory Church. It is a privilege to have you with us this evening. The purpose of our broadcast is to exalt the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as I said earlier, today we are going to be talking about God is number one. Who is number two in my life then? September 1st, 2020, it is 8 p.m. in the East Coast, 7 p.m. here in Glorious, Texas, and 5 p.m. in the West Coast from Odessa, Texas. And if you want to connect with us, I put the information here full screen for you. The email address is info at vchurch.us. Our address is 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas, 79764. The phone number that you can call is 432-614-9798. Our website, vchurch.us. If you are watching through any of the platforms, please give us a thumbs up or you want to write a comment. If you have a topic, any question that you might like to be interested in, just make the comment. We will take care of that. We are very pleased to inform you that at this point, we have over 340 episodes in our podcast and growing. But honestly, right now, we are so excited with the just the beginning of the campaign announcing the new book. It is called Yorktown. It's a terrific story here in mygiancarlo.com is where you can get it. We hope that you will do it. We are in Victory Church excited about what we do, and we would like to ask you to join us anytime. have wonderful worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. and every evening night you will have also this kind of programs. Right now we are looking for $5,000 that we would like to invest in replacing and upgrading our equipment. We have good computers and sound systems and all that, but still some of this equipment, it's old and we need to upgrade it. So we, we would like to to do that, and if you can help us, please go to this URL. If you go to your browser on your phone or computer, any device, vchurch.us forward slash give, help us. Or you can send a text 432-268-0007. After that, you specify the amount, and the system will guide you how to do it. It's very simple. Any help helps. September 1st, 2020, and the topic of today is 
God is number one. Who is the number two in my life? That is a very important question that we need to ask ourselves. So let's start by reading this passage of the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. People ask the Lord Jesus, tell, tell us, Master, Teacher, tell us, what is the most important commandment? And this is his answer. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Basically, this tells us what is the path or route that we need to go to when when we are thinking about doing things right. And I know you are the kind of person that wants to do things right. And how do I know that? Because the topic is God is number one. If you want to do things right, I know as a fact that you want to please the Lord. That for you, God is the number one in your life. You love the Lord with all your heart. For you, everything is about God. You wake up thinking of the Lord. You go to sleep thinking of the Lord. Through your whole day, you pray, you talk to Him, you read the Scripture, you connect with other believers. You like the idea of going to church and worshiping God, and you are happy in your relationship with the good Lord. God is your number one. And you have experienced certain things like what? You might say, well, you know that people will disappoint you, but God will never disappoint you. The good Lord will never disappoint anybody. He never has done something like that. Every person in the history of humankind that has trusted and put their confidence in the good Lord, everyone is satisfied with God's answer, with God's reply. Why is that? Because He is perfect. He is perfect in all His ways. He will never disappoint anybody. People will disappoint you, but not the Lord. The Lord is always faithful to you. And, and that is why you say, God is my number one. But if we go back to the scripture, I want you to, to notice that the second commandment, the Lord Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. That is tricky. Because a lot of people do not understand the meaning of that. They, they think that basically the Lord said, you go and please everybody else. That is your number two. Number one is God, and the number two is everybody else. But it's a misunderstanding on this. Because clearly the Lord says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I told you earlier, people will disappoint you. You have to live it. And you have. And eventually you realize that you can't really, you can't really trust in people that people will do everything they say or they will act fair, fair with you or right or correct with everybody all the time. You know, that, that's, a, that's a bad idea in your mind. You have to realize people are like you. 
imperfect. I am imperfect. You are imperfect. We are people. People are imperfect. People are going to disappoint you. That's why the Lord Jesus said, your heart must belong to God. Love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. Love Him. Give Him all to Him. And when it's about loving others, He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You have to understand that people will fail to you. And, and that, that is part of life. Some people want to live in this fantasy land where everything is sublime and wonderful with flowers and spring and there is no rainy days or there is no storms or nothing like that. Well, they are mistaken. That is not true. It's not real. It's like trying to live in a unreal world. The reality of this world shows us that people will disappoint us because we disappoint people. But the Lord said, love the Lord first. God must be the number one. And the number two, he says, love your neighbor, whoever is around you, as you love yourself. Now, I want you to see one very important passage here in this section. It says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Yeah. Because basically what, what God wants us to experience in life is the ability, number one, to receive and embrace God's love in our hearts. When, when that happens, when we start to receive His love and we see the reality of our imperfections, when we see the reality of our sins, and we know that we can't do anything about it. Then we rely on the mercy of God and the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Correct? So you, you say, praise God for the Lord Jesus. What would I do without the Lord Jesus? <laughs> Imagine, we will be filthy all our lives. There will be no hope for us, for any human being. Because we all make mistakes, we all sin, we all disrespect God, disrespect people. But when we embrace God's love and we realize that it's only through His mercy and compassion the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ becomes so important to us, and then we understand that grace is, is a gift the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God when we don't deserve it. We see our imperfections and then, then we start to learn to love ourselves. Because the, all the prophets and all the law, all that hang on that, that. What is that? And the fact that God loves us regardless who we are, how bad we can be. God loves you, my friend. It doesn't matter how, how bad you behave. It doesn't matter what kind of sins you have committed. He loves you and he, he wants to reconnect with you and guide you in a new lifestyle. You understand that. But as you receive God's love, you, start to, you need to start to, to see yourself with different eyes, with eyes of mercy and compassion. So you are going to be more tolerant with yourself. Not that you are going to just accept your imperfections and say, well... I am a sinner, so I will continue sinning, and I will do 
horrible things the rest of my life, so what? I'm imperfect. It's not what we are saying. It's simply the fact that when we see our imperfections and we take and receive the mercy of God, His grace and His forgiveness, that compels us to change and stop doing what is wrong. And we come up with a strategy and we say, this is what I can do to not do these bad things, etc. So you apply to yourself also self-compassion. You start to love yourself. That is what you need to do with the rest of people. But who comes second in your home? Let's just start in your home. If God is number one, who comes second in your home? Well, let me give you an illustration. It's a very interesting illustration that I heard once. There is an airplane. You are in the airplane, and you have people around you, people that need you. And there is an issue in the cabin, and the captain says clearly that we all need to grab those masks with oxygen. Now, here's the deal. You want to help others. You want to put them before you. That's absolutely correct. I understand that. We all feel that way. Well, not all, but most of us feel that way. But the rule here is this. If you don't have oxygen, if you don't have the mask on yourself to receive the oxygen in a, in, in a bad environment, you will not be able to breathe, and eventually you will not be able to help anybody else. So first of all, you need to put the mask on yourself so you can breathe appropriately. Then you will be able to help the rest of the passengers. In your home, you have to see exactly things that way. There are certain things, my friend, that godly people do because they think it's the right thing to do when they put everybody else before them and they don't take into consideration their own needs. It sounds very poetic, very biblical, and it sounds stoic. The right thing to do, and people say, that's what we need, we need all to do, to put everybody else before ourselves. Well, yes. Here's the deal. You need to take care of your own needs as well. When you don't see your own needs as important as the rest of the people in your home, you are making a mistake. Because what you are doing is you are not taking good care of yourself. You are not loving yourself. I'm not talking about simple desires that you want to do this, you want to do that, and you don't care about the rest. It's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about real needs. Which are those needs? Well, everybody needs to sleep and rest. Everybody needs to eat, be fed. Everybody needs to have basic needs taken care of. And who is the person in charge of your own life, my friend? So who comes second in your home? It's all relative. But it has to do entirely with the illustration that I gave you. If you don't have the mask with the oxygen in an airplane, when there is an issue, a real dangerous, situa dangerous situation in the airplane, not just you can die, but the rest of the people that are around you, including those that you love. 
in your home happens the same thing. So who comes second really in your home? It all depends on the context. But you need to see your own needs as important as the rest of the people in your home. I'm not saying your needs are the most important things above everybody else. But the mistake many Christians make is that they try to be so wonderful to everybody that they are willing to not having their basic needs being met, providing for the rest of people's needs, and then you crash. And that is what happens constantly when in your home you put everybody before you without taking into consideration your own needs. Sometimes in our own homes we live the experience that others are receiving the benefit of our service. Whatever is what you do. Maybe you are working hard providing for your family. Maybe you are cooking and cleaning in your home, taking care of everybody else's needs. I don't know what is the situation in your own home. We all need to participate and do something, whether it's by uh, paying for certain things or doing certain chores. But what you need to make sure is that your needs are being met and open your eyes to the reality of some people in your own home that are just taking advantage of your kindness. Because they think, well, he is a Christian. Well, she goes to church. Well, they say they are believers. So, come on, taking care of me first. And that is, that's a constant abuse that you see in many, many places because someone that is a believer has this wrong idea that his personal needs are not important, that are irrelevant, that all that matters is the, the rest of the people in, in, in the house. No, my friend, it's, it's not like that. But let me go farther now. Who comes second in your work? When you are in your workplace, who comes second? God comes first in, first in your heart. Who comes second? In the workplace, my friend, there is a little bit of difference because when you have a contract with a company, when you have a customer, a, a contract with a customer, whether you are a, an independent contractor or you work for a company, a corporation, whatever, there is someone called a supervisor, manager, the owner of the company, or if you work for people, your customer. And that person becomes the number two in that context. And you need to make sure that you are compliant with his or her requirements and requests. Many people say, well, I serve God and I'm going to do my job here. But they don't need to tell me what to do or how to do it. No, you are wrong. In the workplace, the one that comes second is whether it's your supervisor or the owner of the company or the person that hires you to do that particular job. You might know what you are doing, but at the end you need to do what the person that hires you is asking you to do. 
Sometimes your supervisor can be wrong. The owner of the company can be wrong. The person that hires you can be wrong. They can be wrong. We all can be wrong. But your job is to, in all case, in a nice way, talk to this person. And you can say something like this. Excuse me, mister. Excuse me, ma'am. Can I say something? Yes. Well, I would like to tell you. I understand what you want me to do. You want me to do this. I understand that. And I will do it. I want you to know. I'll do it. But I would like you to think about this other possibility. Just think about it. What if, instead of doing it this way, we do it this other way? Because of ABC reasons. And, this, and that is what is going to happen. With all respect. If you want to think for a few minutes about it, I'll do either way. Whatever you say. Because I am here to obey you and to be compliant with what you are asking me to do. Thank you. And you wait. Because whether it's your supervisor, your manager, the owner of the company, or the person that hired you, it doesn't matter who is the person in charge. That is the number two. God is the number one. But in that context, your supervisor, that person who has authority in your life for that particular task is the number two. And his or hers views is what you need to do. Of course, as long as it's moral and it's not going to have any risk of lives or anything like that, you know, anyone can get uh, injured. I hope you understand that. But who comes second in your life in general? If God comes as number one in your life, who comes second in your life? When you are shopping around, when you are uh, with your friends, when you are visiting your relatives in general, if we know that God comes first, who really is number two? My friend, it's all based on the context. It's all based on the context. But you need to see all the time that your needs need to be met. Wherever you are, it's a good thing to serve and help people. It's a great thing to find ways to work with others and please them and help them. Absolutely right. Just remember that you also have your own feelings, your own desires, your own needs, your own schedule. You cannot go just doing everything that people is asking, everything to do to please everybody because you want to be so godly and so Christian and biblical and all that. It is not wise. You are going to end up hurting yourself, regardless, people are going to be disappointed. Unfortunately, there is no gratitude in many people that are demanding. But those who are considered, they are always very grateful. And they are willing to talk with you and say, even the way that they ask you things. You are visiting with a friend and he says, excuse me, can I ask you something? If you can... Would you help me to move this piece of furniture from here to there? If you are visiting with the family and your uncle says, Hey, can you please uh, go and get somebody in the vehicle and bring him to the house? 
there, there is a way to talk to you when they are asking you for things. But if you just let people talk to you the way that they want, because you want to be so godly, you know what is happening is you are not respecting yourself. So who really comes second in your life? That is based on the context again. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's somebody else. But you need to learn to love yourself, to make sure that your needs are being met. Then you will be able to help everybody else. And remember this, how people are asking you to do things for them. It's very important. Respect. You know what? If we read the scripture, we always find hope in Jesus. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That is all that is required in heaven. That you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. If you have never given your heart to God, this is the perfect opportunity. You can change right now. You just say, Lord, here I am. I want to serve you. I want to change. Guide me to be the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad that you are with us tonight. And we invite you to continue watching what we have here in Victory Church for you. And if you are wondering, well, what's next? Well, what's next is this. First of all, if you are a believer, you need to get baptized. That is the next thing that you need to do. But if you want to know more about what we are broadcasting tomorrow at 7 p.m., we will be here again with another wonderful message for you. And I just want to remind you one more time about our fundraiser. If you can help us, go to your browser, vchurch.us forward slash give. And then also you can do it through text. The phone number is 432-268-0007. You text the amount there and the system will guide you how to do that. And uh, finally, friends, thank you so much for listening to the audiobooks that we are producing and the newest one, Yorktown. Nina Boyles becomes a lady hero in a terrific CIA story. We hope that you will enjoy it. Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.